It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. It is the happy hour on this Tuesday on The Guy Benson Show. Thank you so much for tuning in every weekday between 3 and 6 p.m. Eastern. That final hour now, 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern, is our happy hour. And it's sponsored, as always, by our friends at the Finnish Long Drink, which I strongly recommend. It is delicious. It is refreshing. We are stocked for the holiday season at our house with Long Drink. TheLongDrink.com is their website. You can find out where they're sold near you. They have really expanded all across the country, 40-plus states now. TheLongDrink.com. You can also order online if you so choose. Always drink responsibly, 21-plus only. GuyBensonShow.com is our online home here at the program. Lots of content there, including the free podcast every day on demand after the show is over. GuyBensonShow.com, FoxNewsPodcast.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And with that... Let's get to our final guest of today's show. Mike Pence served as the 48th Vice President of the United States. He was governor of Indiana. He was a member of the House of Representatives from Indiana. And he is author of the new book, So Help Me God. Mr. Vice President, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much, Guy. It's a great honor to be on. And and thanks, thanks for calling attention. I know you know what it's like to write a bestseller. Congratulations on end of discussion. But it's a great privilege for me to to write our story and so help me God and I appreciate the chance to chat with you about it. Well, we're happy to have you here and I have to add to your bio before all of those titles that you accumulated, you were a talk radio host, a conservative talk radio host based in Indiana. One of your famous taglines that you would use all the time was, I'm a conservative but I'm not in a bad mood about it. Do you think there's too many conservatives these days who are sort of too grumpy about being on the right? Well, I, look, you're uh, look. I, I, I was in talk radio, never as big as you've arrived, but, um, but yeah, you know what? I, I do think the American people um, like happy warriors, <laughs> and uh, I think you look around these midterm elections. I think a lot of the people that won those elections, that a lot of the candidates that won us uh, that new Republican majority, were out there telling our story, holding the Biden-Harris administration's failed policies accountable but uh, but but conveying that message you convey so well guy that uh, look we get back to the policies that we've been advancing in the conservative movement from Reagan to Trump uh, and we can turn this country around faster than you can imagine now I have to ask you a question be honest when you were a radio host and you were interviewing an author did you always read every page of every book I always read a page of the book <laughs> okay, same. So I have to confess, I got your book, my copy of So Help Me God, literally today. So I've only just started it. But as I am making my way through it, you have so much to say about your early life, your early career, a lot of very interesting vignettes out of your public service. Obviously, so much of the attention on the book tour and in interviews has been about the last six years and your time with President Trump, then just after the administration, and then perhaps a look toward the future. As you look back, broadly speaking, at your time as vice president and the Trump administration, would you say net-net 
that the Trump administration and the Trump presidency was a success? Unquestionably a success. Um, it obviously didn't end well, Guy, and I, I write candidly about that uh, and, uh, and, and speak about the, the reasons both both why and, and how I, I took the stand that I took on that tragic day in January. But, you know, So Help Me God has been called one of the most fulsome defenses of the Trump-Pence record that's in print to date. And, um, and I'm honored by that. Look, I mean, think about what we accomplished in, in one term in an administration, the largest investment in our national defense, a new branch of our armed forces. Our military crushed the ISIS caliphate, took out the most dangerous terrorists in the world. At home, we cut taxes and regulation, unleashed American energy, created 7 million good-paying jobs, way, you know, unemployment at a 50-year low, wages rising at the fastest pace in a decade, uh, and we were energy independent. And we secured our border, reduced illegal immigration by 90 percent, appointed three Supreme Court justices and 300 conservatives to our court. I think the Trump-Pence administration accomplished more in three years than most administrations accomplished in eight. And I will always be proud of the record of the Trump-Pence administration. The reason I ask that, and you just ran through a lot of those achievements, is before we even get to January 6th, and I actually don't plan to really ask you about it because you've gotten thousands of questions, it seems, on that. You've written about it. My position on what happened that day is crystal clear. But because we all watched what happened on January 6th, we have to remember the reason that there was that uprising or that riot was there was an election just a few months prior. People didn't want to accept, in some cases, the outcome of that election, including the former president. But you guys lost that election. And you just rattled off a really impressive list of accomplishments politically. And yet, after just those four years, you lost. And on the same day that your ticket lost to Biden and Harris, Republicans actually gained double-digit seats in the House of Representatives. Given the track record that you've laid out, why is it in your mind that a second term was not secured? Well, I, you know, I would leave that to experts like you, Guy. You know, I'm a, I'm a guy that's been in, in public service, and I've had the privilege to be a candidate, as I recounted so help me god my first few campaigns we lost for congress i learned a lot of lessons uh, in my own life about making sure that i was living out my christian faith in the way i i carried myself in the public square 10 years later i had a chance to run again and uh, and had the chance to serve as a conservative in the congress uh, serve as governor of indiana and then as your vice president and uh, um, but all along the way, I, I, I've been a part of this movement that was really minted uh, with Ronald Reagan. And, uh, uh, and, and when I look at the, at the 2020 election, I, I just uh, I remember telling the president more than once when I'd returned from campaign rallies, even in the midst of COVID restrictions in many states, I said, I think the enthusiasm out there is greater now than it was in 2016. And we got 10 million more votes than we got. Uh, in 2016. But at the end of the day, uh, uh, after all the legal challenges played out, uh, we came up short. But I don't I don't think in any way uh, that it was a rejection of uh, the agenda. I don't think it was a rejection of our ideals and our values. I just think it, it tells us was that it? going forward. Well, I just look, I as I've said before, I think the American people long for leadership that could unite us. Uh, 
around our highest ideals, but also would bring the level of civility and respect that the American people show one another just about every day. You know, having been out of politics for two years, Guy, uh, traveling around the country, going to the grocery store near our house here at Indiana, I, you know, our politics are very divided, but I'm not convinced the American people are as divided as our politics are today. And as people will find out again around the Thanksgiving table, you can get some pretty diverse groups together and you still get along. And I, I, I honestly think one of the messages of that campaign is the American people would, would, would like to see leadership that's about all the things that we were about in the days ahead, but, but is looking for ways to, to bring our country together, fight for what you believe in, but, uh, but show the kind of respect that the American people show each other every day. Mr. Vice President, you know how this works. We're up on a break. We're going to take it real quick. More of this conversation with Mike Pence about his new book, So Help Me God, on the other side. It's The Guy Benson Show. Welcome back. Thank you very much for listening to The Guy Benson Show on this Thanksgiving week. And I'm honored to have with us here talking about his new book, So Help Me God, the former vice president of the United States, Mike Pence. And we'll pick up our conversation much has been made about your disagreements with President Trump over the election, of course, and the outcome, and then what happened on January 6th and the lead up to all of that, and then sort of this public breakup and what he was doing and tweeting on that day and then ever since, you know, some of the subsequent skirmishes and that kind of thing. But on policy substance, would you say that there's any daylight between you and former President Trump? Well, I got that question this summer at a, I, you know, I've been speaking at college campuses with Young America's Foundation, which is an outstanding group you're well aware of. And yep. I got a question just like that. And I said, I, look, I, I think we have a difference in focus. Uh, we certainly are different men with different styles, but I, I'm, I, I don't see any daylight in the policies. You know, and the foundation that I created earlier last year really laid out um, – all the policies that have defined the conservative movement from Ronald Reagan to Donald Trump. And, you know, Reagan was, as, as you know, and articulate uh, better than anybody, you know, he was strong national defense, limited government, traditional values. The Bushes both added to that and built on that. Uh, but then Donald Trump added, you know, border security and fair trade and standing up to China to our agenda. And I, I believe that's an agenda that that it won the Congress this year. I believe we're going to win back America on that same agenda uh, if we'll just carry forward with the kind of leadership that will bring the country together around those principles. So I do just want to ask you one follow-up then, and this is not intended as a gotcha or anything like that, but you said that there wasn't any daylight. President Trump made history and raised some eyebrows by coming out and endorsing effectively, saying that he is supportive of same-sex marriage. Obviously, that is not where you have been in the past. Has your thinking changed on that issue at all, or is there some daylight on that question? No, I think for me, as a Bible-believing Christian, I'll always believe that marriage is between one man and one woman. Um, but the Supreme Court has ruled on that issue, and— uh, you know, we can disagree with the Supreme Court, but we can't disobey it. And I will tell you that subsequent decisions that the court has made respecting religious freedom have been uh, very heartening to me. You know, in the Oberfeld decision, you know, Justice Kennedy actually wrote that the decision itself would raise profound questions around religious freedom. And the court's been 
sorting through that. And I think that's the most important thing as we go forward. I'm, I'm someone uh, uh, who truly does believe that uh, uh, I'm called as a, as a Christian to love my neighbor as myself. People that know the Pences, and you know the Pences, know that we, we, we aspire to that uh, in all of our dealings with people. But uh, my values may not change, but one of those values is, is always to treat everyone as I want to be treated. Yeah, and I mentioned this at the time. You were kind to invite me over to the vice presidential residence while you were vice president. We had dinner together with a handful of people, and we talked about some of these issues on same-sex marriage and gay rights and LGBT issues, and you were extremely uh, polite, and we had a cordial, I think, constructive conversation. I think some people find that hard to believe based on some of the ways that you were portrayed. I think a lot of that is unfair. Uh, and I think it's important for me to say, hey, look, you know, we had this great conversation over dinner. I think that's important. I think it's also worthwhile and reasonable for me to at least say in the context of this discussion and the question that I asked, you mentioned Obergefell's The Law of the Land, that you might disagree, but we're not going to disobey. Can you understand why there would be some concern among people like me who are in same-sex marriages uh, when there are people on the national stage who might argue that Obergefell should be overturned or that these types of unions should not be legal. What's your response to that when you hear that type of challenge? Well, you know, there's an entire chapter in my book about the experience we had in Indiana. and you, um, I'd, I'd love it if you read So Help Me God, Guy. And it was about our experience in the state of it. Thank you. It's our experience in the state of Indiana. In the run-up to the same-sex marriage decision, Indiana, like many other states, was passing Religious Freedom Restoration Act. The media pounced on it immediately, called it a I license remember. to discriminate, which, which legal experts even at the time said that it was it was nothing nothing of the kind. Uh, but we weathered that storm in Indiana. We preserved uh, uh, the religious freedom of Hoosiers and their constitutional uh, rights. But you know there was a Bible verse that really spoke to me. It's at the lead of that chapter. That it's actually George Washington's favorite verse, which was that everyone might be able to sit under their own vine and their own fig tree and no one would make them afraid. You know, I think as, as we go forward as Americans, uh, whether we agree or disagree on particular values, I think we ought to ever aspire uh, to show passion and respect to, to every American, whatever your beliefs, whatever your value systems, and, and that's how our family will always be. Yep, I think that's well said. And I did read some of the passages from that chapter, including, I think, Perhaps you could argue some of the two-faced posturing that we saw from a certain former mayor in your state of Indiana, who's now in the Biden cabinet, uh, who sort of treated you one way in private and you treated him that same way. And then for political reasons, tried to feed into certain uh, certain stereotypes and certain perceptions of you that I think, again, are not terribly fair in terms of who you are at your core and the way that you treat other people. I want to shift to something more immediate in our recent past. We're not quite through, actually, the 2022 elections yet. We still have a big runoff in Georgia. There are still votes being counted, believe it or not, in California. I wonder, as you look at what happened two weeks ago, is there something that really jumps out at you? You know, for me, it would be the Republicans' great success in Florida, for example, led by Governor Ron DeSantis. What do you think of DeSantis personally and as a leader? And are there any big takeaways that you have from the 2022 midterms? Well, people talk about there wasn't a red wave, but the truth is there was a red wave in in many states around the country and in many congressional districts. It just wasn't the national wave we were looking for. 
And you need look no further than uh, the reelection of Governor DeSantis, the reelection of Governor Kemp uh, in Georgia, Governor Abbott in Texas. These were decisive victories. In Governor Kemp's case, he was up against probably the most formidable Democrat in the country, Stacey Abrams, raised $100 million and was being talked about as a candidate for president. Uh, and he defeated her handily in the fall. And, and my own favorite is that Lee Zeldin, who came up short in uh, the governor's race in New York, guy, he still brought with him, while he was not elected, he, he, he elected four new Republicans, could well be the margin of the Republican majority, That's four right. new Republican congressmen from New York. And it was really an extraordinary campaign that he ran. So, But when I look at it, I honestly believe that the common denominator in 2022 is that candidates that were focused on the future, candidates were focused on the issues that the American people are struggling with, people here in Indiana are struggling with, which is, you know, 40-year high inflation, gas prices, crime in our major cities, and the border crisis and a fentanyl crisis to boot that's that's besetting our nation. People that focused on the future and on solutions to those challenges did well. But candidates that were focused on the past, particularly those that were focused on relitigating the last election, did not fare as well. And so it, to me, as I said when I campaigned for Governor Brian Kemp the night before his primary victory, which in many ways was uh, – debated along the fault lines of this very distinction guy. Yep. I yep. said the Republican Party must be the party of the future, and I think the midterm elections confirm that. We focus on the future. We focus on that agenda that Trump-Pence administration champion that you've been such a tremendous advocate for on the airwaves of America and in the Britain word. Uh, and we'll, we'll win back the Senate, we'll win back state houses, and uh, we'll win back America in 2024. Well, on the subject of 2024, now that you mention it, I have some questions. We'll get to those right after this with former Vice President Mike Pence on The Guy Benson Show. We continue here on The Guy Benson Show. It is the happy hour. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, every weekday. 5 to 6 hour is our happy hour, which is sponsored by by the finished long drink. Our website is GuyBensonShow.com. The podcast is free shortly after the conclusion of every show. Totally no charge, on demand for all of you. GuyBensonShow.com, FoxNewsPodcast.com, or wherever you get your free podcasts. We have with us here the former vice president of the United States under the Trump administration, Mike Pence. He is out with a new book, a memoir, entitled So Help Me God. And, Mr. Vice President, right before the break, you did invoke 2024. Speaking of that, I know that you've been asked many different ways if you're going to run for president in 2024. You've sort of hinted that you think that there will be better options out there in 24 for Republican voters in the primary compared to President Trump, who's already announced if you want to make some huge news here, we would be delighted for you to do that. Uh, if not, let me ask you a different question, sort of a different way. As you consider the question, if you're considering it, what would a timeline and process look like for you on making a big decision like that? Yeah, that's fair. Well, first, let me say I'm always humbled to be asked. For heaven's sakes, I'm a, as you'll read and So Help Me God, I'm a small-town guy that southern indiana that grew up with a cornfield in my backyard my, my dad ran gas stations for a living and 
the idea that I had the opportunity to serve in Congress, to serve as governor of the state that I love and serve as your vice president has been an incredible honor, let alone people asking me about about uh, the highest office in the land. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm always honored to be asked. And, and let me just say, you know, for us, it, w- it will really come down to, uh, uh, you know, what what our hearts and our family and what we sense the American people would have us to do. I, years ago, guy, a, a, a mentor of mine said, there's two kinds of people in Washington, D.C., people that are driven and people that are called. And if you read So Help Me God, you'll, you'll I was both. I mean, I those early campaigns, I allowed my ambition to overrun my values and the standards that my faith requires of me in dealing with others. But ever since we were elected to Congress, we've always aspired to be called. Um, you know, when we packed up our kids and sold our dream home and ran for Congress, spent all of our savings, you know, it was out of a deep sense of calling. Same with governor, same when we joined the national ticket without hesitation. And so we're going to take some time over this Christmas. Our kids, we have two in the active duty military, so we haven't been together for three years. We'll all be home in Indiana together. We're going to spend some time talking to our kids. Karen and I will spend time in deliberation and prayer. We'll be talking to friends around the country. And I expect sometime after the turn of the year, we'll uh, we'll have a good sense of uh, where we might next contribute. But, okay. uh, you know, whether, whether I'm a candidate or whether uh, – uh, I'm just uh, one more voice like you in the cause. I'm never going to stop fighting uh, for the conservative agenda in this country. And I do believe that, that as we continue to all of us do our part, that the best days for this country are yet to come. Well, I think that's fair enough. And I know we have Thanksgiving coming up in just a few days. The fact that you all will be back together as a family is, I'm sure, something that you are particularly thankful for this year. Uh, Mike Pence, former vice president of the United States, former governor of Indiana, former member of the House of Representatives. He is author of this brand new book, So Help Me God. And Mr. Vice President, we so appreciate your time here today and a very happy Thanksgiving to you and Karen and your entire family from us. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you, Guy, and to your family and to all of your great listeners. It is uh, We have so much to be thankful for, even in challenging times. And I wish you every continued success. Well, blessings to you. Thank you very much. Former Vice President Mike Pence on The Guy Benson Show, where our online home is GuyBensonShow.com, podcast free every single day. GuyBensonShow.com, FoxNewsPodcast.com, or wherever you get your podcasts if you missed any of that conversation that we just had with former Vice President Mike Pence. That was this week's edition of the Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to FoxNewsPodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.